I'm sorry. This Long Island is really just making me see things too clearly. <laughs> Long Island. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Let them fight. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Send it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Am I a model or a scientist? No one can ever tell. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, scientist Casey? Don't wait for the bell. It's WrestleMania month, baby. <laughs> Last week, Jay disappointed us with his package. I mean, the package with oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. This week, Dave brought us a little back to center. What did you bring for WrestleMania month? I I stretched the brief a little bit as far as movies Ooh. with wrestlers because our wrestler this week brief. was Don Fry, who yeah. on this side of the ocean is just an MMA fighter. He didn't wrestle, but in Japan he did wrestle, and he also, while he was in Japan, made Godzilla Final Wars, which is just oh my god. Okay, we're gonna talk about it, but it's on brand for this podcast. <laughs> I was on tincture for that brand. Dave, before we go too far, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. It's Attack of the Kaijus, and you are just trying to finish up your TPS reports for the day. Unfortunately, you made a bad decision taking that job on the 57th floor of a building in Tokyo in a world where kaiju exists, because where the fuck else are they going to attack, Dave? Come on. That's fair. I didn't even have to be there. No one else works on that floor. (laughs) So... In the 10 seconds before the building you're in serves as a landing place for the flying kaiju that's about to crush you, sell us on this movie. Godzilla teams up with a wrestler in Power Rangers to fight every kaiju ever in an Oops All Marshmallows monster orgy. Five seconds! <laughs> what is the milk like done when you're out of the I, crunchy bits? I, <laughs> Radioactive? <laughs> That was delightful. I strongly considered just pitching Oops All Marshmallows Monster Orgy because it's really all you need to know. (laughs) I mean, well, okay. Yes and no. No. There is an hour of it that is not. (laughs) Right. Right. There's a whole hour of it that's Oops, This is Dramatic Power Rangers. Casey, I have you listed as my emergency contact, which means you're about to actually get the phone call letting you know that I have tragically died in a kaiju attack. Um, You're also. better text. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, you might want to be sitting down for this, because this is also when you're going to find out that you have inherited all of my debt, which is substantial. Oh, oh God. savage. Way after death prank, Dave. That is top notch. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ooh, Definitely buddy. a prank, not a crippling gambling addiction. Anyways. <laughs> So, Casey, you got about 10 seconds before you realize you're in for a clusterfuck of a financial time. Before that happens, sell us on this movie. The story of a college party. Coolest guy does something cool, disappears for an hour, reappears, has to go home because he has a toddler. Seven seconds. Every I'm... hot guy at a college party I wanted to bang. Like, oh, okay. Hey, go? I don't know. Probably banging someone hotter. Oh, he's got to go home because he has a kid. And also, he's a 10-story tall lizard. <laughs> You've seen my dating history. That'd be an improvement. I've never fucked someone taller than me. I think the three of us should get involved with this monster orgy and talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. 
what are the snacks like? I'm not agreeing <laughs> to any orgy until I see the spread. Food spread. Oh, you'll is. see a lot of spread. You'll see a lot of spread. Godzilla Final Wars gives us some great sci-fi starting points. The Earth is unified under the threat of kaiju, forming the Earth Defense Force, or the EDF. After successfully trapping Godzilla in Antarctica, the EDF recruits a new breed of superhumans, dubbed mutants. And they are employed to fight the kaiju. And it just so happens that mutants get their powers by sharing a genetic history with the kaiju. Yeah, so I was so worried that the main character mutant X-Men Power Ranger thing Ozaki <laughs> was going to be a goddamn descendant of Godzilla. I didn't want to think anymore about how the reproductive act was going to work out. Just Yeah, and we, we already have baby Godzilla doing nothing in this film. We didn't need a human Godzilla crossover. That is not something anybody asked for. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kaiju begin attacking all over the world, quickly overwhelming the EDF's forces. Without warning, spaceships appear and capture all the kaiju, and then assemble their master ship Voltron style over Tokyo. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it really is. I love it. I'm always in. I love GI Joe. I always fuck with vehicles that fit into other vehicles, like little violent Russian dolls. <laughs> <laughs> The aliens warn us that Earth is about to be destroyed by a rogue planet from outside the solar system. They sign a peace treaty with the humans because the Japanese Secretary of State advocates for them. So obviously everybody's going to sign on for that, right? Yeah, that seems totally reasonable. Never trust the secretary. (laughs) With the help of a plucky biologist, Ozaki discovers that the aliens are Skrulls that have replaced the secretary, a bunch of military leadership, and even a few government officials with some human lookalikes. Can I raise my hand there? It wasn't with the help of the lady scientist. It was with the help of the LSD twins that are in every <laughs> fucking Mothra movie where all of a sudden there's some creepy kids. They're like, hey, by the way, you're in space now and now you can see days of future past and hey, this thing's going to fuck you up. Okay, figure it out. Bye. Ozaki and crew learned that the impending doom is a ruse. What? So that the the aliens can capture humans to feed on our mitochondria. It is, of course, the powerhouse of the cell. So the aliens are also able to control the kaiju, which is they placed on Earth. And even the mutants, because apparently they are the originators of uh, the mutant and kaiju DNA. Oh, God. So this is just the worst alien movie. Yes, correct. God damn it. They Prometheus us. Prometheus. That's a a theme, and we'll talk about this later, but one of the themes is that they just do a lot of other movies in this movie. Because the aliens can control mutants, except for Ozaki, and the military brass have been compromised, the crew decides there's one person they know is not an alien. The plays by his own rules absolute beast that is Don motherfucking Fry. As if you could possess him. That would imply that you could make him submit to your control, and he doesn't (laughs) submit to shit. The aliens release every kaiju at once, which overwhelms the EDF. So Don suggests what any reasonable person would suggest when their world's being conquered by aliens with kaiju. Fucking let's go release Godzilla. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Don, Don's mustache, and the rest of the crew release Godzilla as Gigan attacks them. Godzilla, being the badass motherfucker who takes no shit, proceeds to blast Gigan's head off. He then turns around, wrecks the base, (laughs) the humans built to monitor him in his prison, and then turns to Don and crew. Don uses his mustache to steer the ship out of danger, kiting Godzilla to each kaiju one by one, which is a bold fucking strategy. He doesn't doesn't really use his mustache in reality, but he does in my heart. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Godzilla was like, all right, that's the one thing I can't do as a lizard is grow hair. So I'll <laughs> let this one slide. <laughs> Godzilla goes on a kaiju wrecking rampage, defeating such classic villains like Rodan, King Caesar, and also the classic villain Zilla from the 1998 Godzilla. He's classic, right? If we call him, if we call him a villain, it's classic. You're, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to get us like bombs sent to the P.O. box. Don't. Mad that Godzilla is king of the goddamn monsters, the aliens try to kill him by summoning a meteor. The rock gets atomic breath, revealing a new kaiju called Monster X. Godzilla and Monster X begin fighting, and the aliens, to mix it up, drop in an upgraded Gigan in an attempt to even the odds. However, Mothra shows up to fight on Godzilla's side, destroying Gigan. Then, Godzilla kills Monster X only for it to transform into Kaiser Ghidorah. At the same time, the aliens reveal that they can't control Ozaki because he's a super rare mutant, also called a Kaiser. Yeah, see, Kaisers have even more power. Of course, the alien leader is a Kaiser, and Ozaki has at least two Neo moments before defeating him. Godzilla, meanwhile, is caught and having his power drained by Ghidorah. So Ozaki gets the bright idea to power him up with his Kaiser power, and Don helps him use his ship to blast Godzilla with the energy he needs to tear Ghidorah's head off and send his body into fucking orbit before nuking it into pieces. He kills him like seven different times. <laughs> so good. Godzilla triumphant turns to finish off the humans, which, I mean, who can blame him, right? They're kind of dicks to him. And, but, but the purpose of baby Godzilla is finally revealed. See, when he shows up, the child stands in between Baby Godzilla and his grandpa to prevent Gramps from giving Baby Godzilla high-speed lead poisoning. So, Baby Godzilla does the same thing for humans. Godzilla then spares them because why does it matter if he kills them now or later and walks off into the ocean, presumably to lecture Baby Godzilla about battle etiquette? Really? Because I think he started walking and is probably waiting until he's out of sight of people to be like, kid, don't fucking follow me. We don't work together for a reason. I don't know you. Oh, can I be honest with you, though? Because uh, the ending of the film is a little disappointing to me. I was really hoping that they were just going to leap the shark. At the end, we see Don Fry in a tank top. Huge muscly top, his massive mustache, and a katana. And I just wanted to see Don with that katana go one-on-one -on -one with Godzilla. Shut Stop. the fuck up. You are forgetting the most important part, which is his black rope necklace. It has a <laughs> humongous fake tooth flask yeah. of something glowing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's fry juice, it looks to be. Sure. Or it's something that he got at a tourist place for like... 50 cents and he's, it's committed to it in universe he's a commander of the the earth defense force so i'm sure it's a it's a trophy he cut off of some kaiju they took out at some point sure and right. he subdued well didn't subdue didn't subdue but redirected godzilla when he was like young and first started in godzilla task force navy super club yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that when we first started watching the movie and then when they flash back to that, I I went back and watched the beginning of the film. And yeah, it's it's a white dude on a Japanese warship that fires the blast that and fills he had in the like crater for for Godzilla, a, locking him in a his Captain prison. America makeover of like he's just a skinny kid and then right. suddenly he's fucking John Fry the <laughs> yeah. Predator. 
<laughs> he he explicitly in the film he explicitly later in the film mentions that that was him and they flashback to yes. it. You missed it originally because they chose the worst actor possible to play the younger <laughs> version of him. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah, the the guy that they got to play Dr. Fry looks nothing like him at all. At yeah, all. Terrible, terrible casting. But okay, but how many dudes look like Don Fry? That's fair. fair. That's and how many dudes look like Don Fry that are in Japan right now, where we're filming? Very small pool available there. You know what I mean? They were just like, "This will have to do." And in the movie's defense, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Matters. No, it doesn't care either. I assume that was when he was eight years old. Like he lied, and I'm like you know, he just was big for eight, convincing that he was sixteen and could join the army or whatever the EDF. Yeah, I, okay. Let's talk about just John Fry, as he is existing yeah. in Japan in the EDF. Sure. sure. Because in this movie, Don Fry plays the the foreigner who does not speak their language yet understands it perfectly. Yeah. I love that trope. I absolutely love that trope. And he talks back to them in English. Yeah, and, and they everyone understands understand him. him. Yeah. Yep. And I buy no, that No, they part just of understand I, a fair. vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's just his tone. So, Dave, what you don't understand is that Don's mustache acts like a TARDIS, and it translates all languages. So yes. anything, any sound that hits it, reverberates through his musculature because it's so strong and into his ear and it converts to the language that he understands. They hear it in Japanese. Correct, correct. Yeah, and when he speaks, his mustache tickles the sound waves and they hear it in Japanese. I Look, I love Ocean's Eleven. I love this trope. (laughs) It's a goddamn great trope. I know. (laughs) However, uh, near uh, roughly the end of the second act, there's a scene <laughs> when Don Fry's like superior in the EDF sacrifices himself to let Don Fry and crew escape, and he yeah. gives a big monologue in Japanese to Don Fry about how he's going to hold the line and they need to go on and survive. And I desperately, with all my heart, just wanted Don <laughs> Fry to grab his shoulders and say, "I've never understood a word you said to me." <laughs> But you all just seemed happy with what I was doing, and I kept doing it. (laughs) That would have been so good. I've never loved anything, and I still don't. But you guys have come pretty close. (laughs) Good luck, China man. (laughs) I don't speak Spanish, but I wish you the best. just leaves and i realize that's a very different movie but i want it so badly <laughs> and it would have been the one line of dialogue i think i would have bought from don fry in this whole fucking yeah! movie yeah yeah totally fair absolutely i don't oh. understand how he's mm. the only one who speaks the same language as me yet he's so much less legible <laughs> than anyone else legible, <laughs> whatever i can't Not understand legible, but- the words coming out of your mouth don my favorite delivery is when he's talking shit to the big baddie at the end, X, and he's like, hey, son, there's two things you don't know about Earth. <laughs> I live here, and Godzilla's here, too. <laughs> yeah, there's that weird <laughs> like, pause. <laughs> like, it's a very, I, very awkward pause. Give him one more try to do that shot. 
<laughs> you know, one more. If I may, though, Don Fry and Godzilla are two legitimate things to brag about. Don Fry is in insane shape. He is in kids' toy shape. Yeah. I think if he fought at, like, 210, something like that. So when you go back and, and look at him, like, in 2004 or even earlier in the 90s in his fighting career, just, yeah, yeah. He looks like a 1920s giant muscle man. Right. He looks kind of like a much more tore-up, ripped version of that uh, that 1920s classic boxing trope guy with, with the, the mustache. curly mustache. Right. Uh, and the... Uh, the Thick fucking five o'clock shadow and the guy that looks like if you shot him with a bullet, the bullet would fucking melt into a puddle and apologize. As soon as I saw him in this movie, all I could think of was he should have played General Armstrong in the live action. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. He would be the perfect fucking himbo Armstrong. (laughs) That, I think, is the miss out here, right? Like, we're talking about Don Fry's lines and how we don't think that they're great. I would have loved a himbo Don Fry. Instead of trying to make him a tough guy, make Don Fry a himbo, and I would have been so I behind I like that it. they didn't, though, because he's smart, too. We're not mincing words here. We don't think that his delivery is not great. We think that it is just absolutely atrociously <laughs> bad. Don Fry delivers his lines like yeah. there's a small animal in his mouth, yeah. and he doesn't want to let it out. <laughs> oh, sometimes I love it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's always bad. Some of it definitely works. It's the right tone. Sure. Speak I'm just saying yourself, the bar dude. is low in a Godzilla film, so to still be notable is impressive. <laughs> hey, although maybe this is a lost in translation. Maybe the Japanese actors are equally bad, and I just don't understand the nuance well enough to be able to pick up on it. <laughs> There was the one mutant Power Ranger who just would randomly deliver one-liners in English and then all the rest of his dialogue in Japanese. Yeah! King Kasugi! That, to me, felt like when the Transformers films have to go to China for the second act to pick up a MacGuffin. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Don Frey also has what might be the standout moment of this movie. Although, I'll let you pass judgment on whether that's good or bad. There is a point at which one of the people he's fighting stops him and says the classic line, you wouldn't hit a woman. <laughs> and Don, fist cocked back, wait, wait, looks wait. back at his fist, opens it up to a palm, turns back, gives him a huge shit-eating grin, teeth and all, and then karate <laughs> chops her unconscious. <laughs> That is feminism. <laughs> I was I like, su- what? What? Casey and I rewound it and watched it again. <laughs> I was screaming. There was <laughs> genuine glee in his eyes. There was glee in mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I, I knew no matter what came after that scene, was going to be nothing but gold. They couldn't have gone wrong. <laughs> no matter what. That was the perfect setup. Oh. 
I like how he pretends that opening his fist makes any difference when the hand is the size of a goddamn anvil. It yeah. does. Yeah. It's less yeah. plastic surgery, which is going to be easier. You know what I mean? Probably a cleaner break to the bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would rather I would rather him break my collarbone than take a fucking punch square on to the face. He's going to explode your fucking orbital. Yeah. Your nose Fuck is that. broken. Your eye is higher <laughs> on this side. You know, like, no. Your no. nose is always pointing that way. <laughs> it's only magnetic north. Okay, but also that would happen to my face if he were to just slap me particularly hard yeah, probably, with an open palm. Probably. I don't ever want to stop talking about his mustache, but we can't just talk about it all night. Are you sure? No. This could be the Don's Mustache Podcast. If two out of three of us agree, then when the other has to roll. Yeah, that's the way it works. We could start like a, a mustache meter on the website. Remember how like Top Gear had the cars <laughs> they'd rank every week? Yeah. And we just every week there's a mustache, we add it in. Rank it. And do we rank it like how close it is to Don's mustache with every mustache being like the best mustache you might get really close, but none will ever be Don's mustache? They teased us. So many times that Don Fry was going to use a motherfucking katana. Oh I was going to see some sort of ninja shit or blade shit out of Don Fry, and they just never delivered. Never delivered. And I need a sequel to this. Please. Please. I mean, Don Fry looks cool as shit just posing with a katana over his shoulder. It was straight out of an anime. It was gorgeous. It was perfect. He okay. does give off hardcore Bleach Captain vibes with him. Yes. Oh, yeah. It doesn't line up at all. Yes. Spiritual it pressure is heavy as but, shit. Yeah. All right. And we got to stop talking about Tom Fry. We can talk about the other huge, uh, shall I say, lizard in the room. God fucking Zilla. I mean, yeah, he's Godzilla. a very, very huge lizard. It's and we've got a very classic Godzilla here. There's no CGI, at least not yeah. on our titular no. character, just a guy in a rubber suit. Uh it is a little a little different than some of the older versions of Godzilla because it's a slimmed down suit so they could do some of the fighting moves in it. So Hi-ya. it's not and uh and I love it though. I I was glad that I got a guy in a giant rubber suit. And I really love this version of Godzilla. It made me feel, it reminded me of Godzilla 1984 or 1985, 1985. After the attempts we've had in America to make Godzilla movies and continuously taking a very dumb concept way too seriously, it is nice (laughs) to see them, to see a movie that just appreciates like, yeah, you just want the giant monsters smashy smash. Um, I was a little disappointed. We went in more of a Power Rangers direction this time. With the fighting, it does feel very Power Rangersy. It it's it's off putting. I didn't realize how distinct the styles were until they crossed them. That it was just no, no. This is some Zord shit. You get that out of here. Both the styles as well as the wardrobes. The wardrobe department <laughs> was deep in two thousand and four, sure. and. Everybody looked like they could be going rollerblading sometime. Every plastic. Every piece of fabric was actually plastic right? or some kind of plastic shine material sprayed on top of it. It was deep in 2004. <laughs> it was a look. <laughs> right. I'm not. Yeah. 
I'm not against though the Power Rangers appeal. I in sure I'm probably biased because I loved the Power Rangers as a kid, but I enjoy the way that it played out in this. In fact, that campiness of the Power Rangersness did more for me for this movie because I liked how ridiculous it was. Like I I love how unserious this film takes itself. I did appreciate that. You know, like it 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 went both ways. What's less serious than a dude in a giant rubber suit jumping onto a fake building and it exploding under his feet? I I liked the lightheartedness of it, and especially the way that this movie, along with like Power Rangers and Godzilla, approached plot, which was just to spew ridiculous at you and then move <laughs> the fuck on. Because it yeah. doesn't matter. Yep. Yes. Hey, this is why yeah. this is okay. That's all. Bye. Really, Next scene. Yeah. Really appreciate that. And I also loved the fucking Power Rangers. R.I.P. Tommy. Uh, but we kind of lost some weight to the fights. And that's what kind of hurt it for me a little bit. Is when you have the actual rubber suit battles, it didn't feel as much like giant monsters fighting each other as it has in some of the ones in the past. Where they've used the camera angles a little better and they've slowed things down a little bit and got the gotten the lumber down more. Are you sure or are you just spoiled by the the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie? Mm, okay, that's that's a possibility. Right? Because I don't and don't get me wrong, I absolutely I you can go back to that episode. I rant and rave about how much I love that film. This is a very different feeling though, and and, and so here's one of my rants, I guess, that I can dovetail into this. I I do a lot of hating on Marvel movies. That's, I guess, a, a trope of mine. And I think that this movie does a lot of things that Marvel movies try to do. And the difference is how unserious this movie is and how much of this movie is really giving out gifts to the audience more than it is telling this huge narrative, right? Like, a ton of this film is embedded... Uh, Easter eggs for people that are Godzilla, like way Godzilla or nerdier than me. I just read about them. I don't quite understand all of the references, but they're there to like evoke this campy feeling. And that is the part that allows them to be ridiculous and do dumb shit. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm having fun. Right. Whereas as like Marvel movies have this internal incoherence because they're trying to be hyper serious and like borderline grimdark, but they also want to be silly and absurd and totally incoherent at the same time. It's true. It is fine for silly things to just be silly. Right, right. I, I will still watch your movies, probably more so, because it's nice when you're upfront about what my expectations should be. However, I'm not going to say that this is, I, I'm not going to agree with you that this is just entirely like all uh, all done out of benevolence for the, the viewers at home. Like Not I'm, benevolence, but I, lots of winking. This the this movie is the end of a particular era of Godzilla films. Um, yeah. And I have my own conspiracy theory that involves an expiring contract on a warehouse they were storing kaiju costumes in. <laughs> because <laughs> this has, like, early Doctor Who BBC, the budget is the budget, make it work vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, sure. There were some scenes that made me ask some questions. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> My wife is going to leave me if I don't get rid of these in six months, which means we need to make a movie in five. Right. Sure. And I can prove to her why I can keep them. 
I'm not against that energy though because this felt personal. Some, some some dudes in rubber suits destroying fake fucking cardboard cities, and Loved I fuck with that. It. Right. Loved it. Right. Like I love. I, I okay. So yeah, the first half of the movie is setting up like the mutants and it's and the aliens and it's it's a little slow. Um, and it's a very Power Rangers y. The second half of the movie of them kiting Godzilla from fight to fight, like that was just me turning. Uh, I'm going, yeah. If I if I was I was worried about what was going on because there was a not enough Don Fry and b not enough Godzilla. Now there's plenty of Godzilla and I'm having Don, fun with Don Fry and this is what I'm here for. Can That's you show true. us more about what the flight with Don Fry was from city to city, please? <laughs> instead of just cutting to the fights. You can pepper that in. Yeah, the last hour of this movie is just lines of cocaine and bubblegum fuck yeah. Godzilla fights. It's ridiculous. Yes. And he fights a, a ton. Like the one of the one of the things that people criticize it for is not getting some monsters in or like cutting some that they filmed originally out. Jesus so like there's Christ, tons I don't know of, how they'd have fit more in. I, I I they they do a great job, I guess, of not a great job, but they do a good job of jamming a ton in and making it fun and making Godzilla feel like he's the king of the monsters, right? right. He fucking tears through pretty much everybody. He's hopping around all over, whooping ass. They do have uh, one sequence in particular I absolutely adored when he's popping around the earth, uh, killing off a bunch of kaiju, and it's not a montage. They give each of the fights enough breathing room to feel like it's a distinct sequence but really yeah. it's not they're like three shots maybe four shots a piece uh, one to two minutes of runtime per fight sequence but they really still manage to make it feel like it's not a montage while just barely squeaking past the line <laughs> of it yeah yeah i'll agree with that Capping it off with Godzilla murking the god-awful Zilla from 1998's American Godzilla in a 45-second-long TikTok fight. Like and subscribe. That fight sequence included a song by Sum 41, which got them in the opening <laughs> credits of the film and gave me terrible whiplash at the start of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I go, wait, Sum 41? I what? was not prepared for Sum 40 fucking one. To be the opening credits of this. I love it. I also love it, and I love that for them, like, deeply. Like, that's something cool. Like, yeah, I want that on my resume. Yeah, absolutely. I just wasn't prepared for that to touch my soul. All right, Dave. So if you're a little skeptical of the men in rubber suits, I'm sure you had to have at least a favorite fight, though, right? Oh, man, I really dug. Uh, yes, I absolutely had a favorite fight. Um, and this is kind of going to go against everything I've set up to this point. Godzilla vs. Monster X, when it literally yeah. is a Power Ranger suit. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, Monster X was. Why, why was that your favorite? I It just, uh, the suits, the combat, uh, within the plot of the film, it had a lot more meaning and context and weight behind it. So That's I was kind of like, smash, yeah, smash those action figures together. Let's go. It was just, it was a really fun sequence and I really enjoyed it. So Case, then what was your favorite fight? Scissor chicken. Scissor, which, wait, Geigen? Is that the electric rooster that wants to kill you? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's got the electric knife in his chest. Yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah, was the best. He's got a saw blade for a chest. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I do love a kaiju with a robot wars feature. 
Yeah, yeah. That's always yes. a great, you know, like a little pincer He's arm. He's got like sickle hands. Can I make a confession? When I was a kid, I had some Godzilla action figures and I had a Gigan one. And he was my favorite because he had detachable arms so you could pop the scythe arms off for like the uh, the grinder arms. And that was just the coolest fucking thing. Oh, that Hell was pretty yes. goddamn awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the action figure-ness of the Godzilla of the Godzilla cast is on full display here. There's a, a fucking kid playing with Godzilla action figures in the movie. It's true. And it's not even the most shameless thing they've done in one of no! these. <laughs> Honestly, it's setting the uh, all of the meta and the ridiculous absurdity of the film aside. It isn't surprising at all to me that there would be those kind of toys. Because, like... They're, in a sense, they're a lot like dinosaurs, right? And we fucking love dinosaurs. Like, you might not like dinosaurs, Case, but everybody else they're in the dead. fucking world loves dinosaurs. They're great. Yeah, I mean, action figures. In a world where Godzilla and Kaiju definitively exist, action figures are the least of what I would expect. Frankly, right. I don't understand how there aren't more cults around this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. that would be right. fun to see. No, there is. <laughs> those, those twins, the Mothra twins. Yeah. I feel like they definitely have blood on their hands. They've definitely gotten <laughs> people to do things they shouldn't have wanted to do or didn't want to do. I don't understand the Mothra fairies at all, and I don't know that I ever want to. This week's experience was happening in the workplace that the uh, biologist was trying to show... The mutant guy, what's his name again? Uh, Osaka? Ozakai. When the biologist trying to... (laughs) When the biologist was trying to explain to Ozakai and, like, the other old guy, like, hey, this... Oh, oh, okay, we're in a cave. There's twins talking. They had to go back and, like, take lunch after that. They're so fucking cool (laughs) about being transported... Oh, through space and time twins. I yeah. With two tiny little fairies that are are Mothra twins talking to them and telling them scary prophetic shit like they're chill as a motherfucker. I think like four minutes after that, everybody went to a different bathroom on another floor and just like cried in a stall for a second. It was just like, what the fuck just happened? You can do this four o'clock. It's two hours. That that was Monster Island they got transported to, right? Infant Island. No, Infant Island. Infant Island. Is that, okay, is that related to Monster Island? Everyone's pregnant is right. what that means. I guess, like, I, <laughs> It's overgrown with giant infants. To, to extend it even further, not only in a world where, like, Godzilla and Kaiju exist, but in a world where, like, literally every government has said not only do they exist, but, like, the, there's land that's theirs now. That's just theirs. <laughs> no one's stepping in. Like the U.S. government has ceded control of, has allowed goddamn Godzilla to take over islands. Which is the most fantasy part about that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, with him not being taxed. Well, what are we going to do? Nuke him again? Well, Dave, you're adorable if you don't think we wouldn't try. We're going to freeze him and take tours by him. He's already the 1% of super viruses. <laughs> you want to find out what happens when you do it again? I'm glad that you guys are upset as me about some of the governmental stuff, because one of the things that I love about sci-fi movies that just strikes me as the most fucking unrealistic shit is that the only thing space aliens want to do is form a space UN with us. 
I mean, to be fair, I'm not upset by any of this. I don't want to watch governments have realistic reactions to Yeah, Godzilla. no. No, no not at all. Part not at all. Of the Star Wars movies from that same era, and they're making the same mistake. They stole the wrong part of that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't take the, we don't want a movie about politics. But yeah, the aliens wanting to form a space UN with us, it, it worked a lot better in Mars Attacks when we were explicitly treating it as a joke. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes. God, I love that film. The plan already does not make sense because these aliens have the capacity to throw rocks at us from like deep space. Yeah. And the yeah, first one was yeah. a lie, but the second one explicitly isn't. So like you can just do that. Also, they, they have Kaiju under their control. Right, but like, you know, just fuck off to Jupiter and throw a rock at us and we just wait and die. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Throw a couple if you're bored. Here's something I have to ask you two about, and you can weigh in on your opinion. Um, this film heavily borrows from other better films, such as The Matrix. There's a, a bullet-stopping scene, for example, uh, that is just straight-up Neo. Um, and so what did you think of the, uh, shall we say, Turkish um, stance on licensing other properties in this? <laughs> it's an homage yeah like <laughs> when it worked i liked it and when it when didn't, did it work I, I okay yeah you're putting when me on the work? spot here <laughs> right so like i would say one of the parts that i loved was their fake death star run um, but instead of an aluminum falcon, it's a kamikaze pilot. Mm. And I... Kinkasugi. Yeah, I really enjoyed his whole, like... Uh, and it was also reminiscent of Independence Day when he breaks through the forest field all by himself. And then he gets down in that shaft. And uh, it sounds like a sex thing. And he flies his plane, takes out the enemies, and then smashes into the reactor to drop the shields so that they can attack. I... I was in for that. It's so it's not like better than the Death Star run or better than Independence Day. Um, it's notably worse, but it's cheesy and fun and absurd. Yeah, like eh, I guess it's the a best, trope. <laughs> right. The best of it is the ones where like that started out explicitly as a trench run ripoff, but then yeah. managed <laughs> to diverge enough to where it was just a tropey scene instead of an explicit <laughs> ripoff scene. So, like, they didn't rip off Prometheus. They engaged in the same tropes as Prometheus. And I like that for the plot stuff. That's fine. But any of the other scenes where they just directly ripped off the other ones, eh, yeah, this stay in your lane, man. Come on. Did we, okay, did we at all talk about how the, I think we touched on how the bad guys were kind of scrolls and coming in and pretending to be us, but the differentiator was... They don't blink. Yeah, they we didn't they talk forgot about that. to t read the notes about you got to blink once in a while. Mm. I love that as a trope because also the actors didn't blink when they were supposed to be humans a lot too. <laughs> so I mean, like, <laughs> it was anybody's guess. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It's a fun trope, and I really enjoyed how much the actors hammed it up in the scenes, specifically yeah, yes. the ones who were humans that were trying to watch the other one. Like, these guys were just a half inch short of blowing in their eyes to try and make them blink. <laughs> yes. They were it was not very... Subtle. Oh. 
<laughs> it does make for a good moment, though, where Ozakai is about to turn in uh, the secretary for being an alien and then realizes that the person he's about to turn into is also an alien and backs off of it. It, it like, I love that fun interplay, so I really enjoyed the way that they 100%. That trope. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, oh, no, 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 never mind. Uh, whatever I was going to say, it's good, man. But that's a good one, like an obvious to us, easy to spot, but right. something subtle. Right. right. It also makes you feel clever once they notice it because you as the viewer can keep looking at people's eyes to try and like, oh, are they blinking? Are they blinking? And it makes you think about it. So it, it works. I just, I'm a sucker for it. There, see, there's two different ways of taking this because Jay apparently watched that and spent the rest of the movie going, I need to watch so that I can pick up on the who has been like, they put in little bits of influence to let you know. I, from then on out, went, I got to watch to see when the people we have established to be scrolls blink and they didn't bother reshooting it because no one noticed and they don't care. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> Did you go back and watch? I didn't go back and like rewind for it, but I was more Coward. attentive in their scenes from there on out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Same. I we gotta at least spend a minute on what Japan thinks of America. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, the New York City scene. Oh New York City scene. Um you know what? I'm gonna say blanket statement of you get the only two black characters you're gonna get in a Japanese <laughs> product, which is the pimp and the hobo. Yeah. Those are the only two black male characters uh, a really, you're going to get. A really quick synopsis of the scene. Uh, a pimp <laughs> is getting his car towed by the police. Yeah, by the police. By an actual cop. Yeah, the cop is operating the tow truck. That's what bothered me the most about this entire sequence. <laughs> me too. Me too. The pimp pulls a gun on the cop. The cop pulls his gun back on the pimp. And then they both scream and run away when a kaiju shows up. See, what happened was the tow truck driver was getting arrested for DUI when the call came in to tow your truck. So I said, hey, I'll drive you there. You give me directions. And he's actually in the car right now, and I'm still going to have to shoot you. So, <laughs> like. I, okay, I do want to say points to them for giving the pimp a ridiculous oversized cannon. That felt correct. It was some yeah, big-ass yeah. deagle, and I liked it. it. It worked for me. Did you like that he walks three, two or three steps away and then pulls his gun and spins and fucking points it at him? It was a very, like, Western duel sort of move. It was a flourish, that's for sure. But what do you do, Case? What, what did he do wrong? He did some major mistake. He did not pull the trigger. That's right. You pull the piece, you pull the trigger. That's fair. I, I imagine if you when you pulled the piece, there was not a kaiju approaching you, like maybe reevaluate. Definitely pull the trigger. Don't reevaluate. You're not about to be able to evaluate any other decisions ever. Yeah, I guess. No, you fair, poop you and run and poop and run. <laughs> Expel everything. Get lighter and faster <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's my body's defense. You better shit and run. All right. Like Godzilla, we could go on and on about every goddamn kaiju in this movie. For 50 years. But eventually, we've got to wrap it up so that we can move on to the next Godzilla reboot series. So, Casey, we'll kick it off with you. From 2004, Godzilla Final Wars, would you watch it again? 
also, this is a Godzilla movie, and Godzilla was very lacking in like a whole ass hour of this movie. Mm, so mm, I, good mm, it's a little bit to its detriment, but okay, it looped everything back around just enough for me to give a shit about it. Yes, I would absolutely watch this again. I was very entertained. I loved the 2004 of it all. The main bad guy, X, his hair is that of like a Texas mom whose new boyfriend is his sole personality trait is he has a Harley Davidson. Like, I just cut it short because it, it fits in the helmet better. Like, people just know <laughs> I'm I'm quirky. Like, I loved his hair. It was so much. You did spend a lot of time talking about it while we were watching Everyone's it. outfits, like the main character, the main biologist girl, she had a, like a PVC pea coat and like PVC pants on at one point and like strap, like sling back heels. You're running. The, those are the shoes you put on when you knew you might have to run from fucking Godzilla today. <laughs> Slingbacks, really? Do you like blisters? But yes, I would watch this again. Uh, other than the terrible costume design, I love it. Jay, how about you? Godzilla, would you come back to this specific Godzilla, Final Wars? One of the things that we didn't talk about in uh, when I was waxing poetic, and I don't think that this is going to be a surprise for me, but um, when I was waxing poetic about the, the men in giant rubber suits is that there's a part where Rodan lands on a building and then jumps down the side of it flying so that all of the windows CGI blow out and they show cars getting covered in glass and then he's flying at low so that it's uh, the force is picking up like cars and there's an explosion Loved and it. it is just a shit ton of fun. I love it. I am having a blast. I felt like I was on a goddamn roller coaster. I agree. I, the beginning is a little slow. I could have used a little bit less of that and a little bit more kaiju time, but I love the back half of this movie. Oh, I had so much fun. A great that idea. I, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I had so analogy. much fun that I really wanted to get on this roller coaster again. So yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch Godzilla Final Wars again. But Dave, what about you? You brought this. Godzilla Final Wars, would you watch it again? You know, I feel like in this modern age of CGI and special effects where we can make anything happen on screen, we have forgotten the true purpose of special effects and CGI, which was most shown in the very first motion picture of all time when a locomotive drove directly at the camera and terrified the shit out of people who had never seen a movie before. <laughs> You don't need to come up with good reasons. You don't need to take it seriously. You can just make cool shit because you can. And that's what they did here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am absolutely yeah. going to watch this again. Yeah. I am going to be hammering on that skip 30 seconds forward button for the opening part of this movie. <laughs> I get that. But once the kaiju show up and everything just becomes a constant sugar rush, I am locked in for everything from there on out. And hell, not only am I going to watch this again, it has 100% kicked off another fucking Godzilla thing for me. I need to get it more into this. There's that one Shin Godzilla that came out recently that got really good reviews that I have not sat down and watched yet. And I need to get that in there now. So that is it. Probably not much of a surprise if you're a fan of the podcast. <laughs> I know, three right? Three <laughs> out of three of us are going to watch a Godzilla movie again. Fucking surprise. 
But listeners at home, does Godzilla Final Wars pass the cut for you? Would you watch it again? I don't know. But fuck you if it wouldn't. It's great. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. Aggressive. But uh, In a I feel way. that sentiment. I, I don't know. I um, You cannot like Godzilla. I love Godzilla. Casey, what do we have going on next week? So next week, much like this podcast, will not be visual because it stars John fucking Cena. And you can't see him. In 2006's The Marine, starring Ooh. John fucking Cena. Ooh. Two years in the future. Oh, oh yeah, so we're not going far. I don't know shit about it, except I saw two scenes on YouTube, and I was like, yup, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. That's my research style this week. Well, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, oh. follow us on Instagram at Casey.cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Throw us some little cash on the Patreon slash shitty cinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Turn up the transmission from Don Fry. Radiate our organs with his intense ass stare and eyebrows. Huh?